For over 25 years, I tried countless diets with the goal of just getting to a normal weight and holding it, but I always fell short. That is until 2009 when I unlocked the key to shifting my metabolism and my mindset so I could drop 80 pounds, reach a normal weight, and hold it, eating two to 3,000 calories a day. So, my beautiful butterflies, I think you know the time and place. The time is now. The place is here. The wait is over. Ladies and gentlemen, take your hands off that bagel and put them together for Dr. Kathleen Nash. Hello, my butterflies. It is your girl, Dr. Kathleen Nash, and welcome to The Wait Is over. It's so good to have you guys here today and I'm excited to talk to you guys during this episode because as you can see from the title, we are going to talk about a subject that I think plagues most of us when we're trying to shed extra body fat or when we're trying to lose weight or whenever we start a new program and that is why doesn't the weight loss happen in a linear fashion? Meaning why if I'm doing everything right, it doesn't go down each and every single day. Now, I'm going to be dead honest with you. There is no way that any one person in any one podcast episode is going to be able to cover all of the myriad of reasons why the weight loss doesn't go down each and every day like you would expect it to. But what I do want to do is shed some light on some of the common reasons that I've seen in my own experience and with the thousands of people that I've helped in my weight loss programs, because this comes up with at least each and, well, no, it comes up with each and every single private client to some degree in any course of the program. During the first 30 days of the program, I'm going to get either some kind of direct message or an email or a phone call or something asking why is my body not responding either as fast as I thought it would or why did it go up overnight or how if I'm doing everything right is the weight loss not fast or am I stuck at a plateau or all of that right it all falls into this why isn't the weight loss linear so in my program especially in the first 30 days the first thing that I do with my private clients is I only let them work on being in a calorie deficit and fixing, aggressively fixing metabolic damage and doing these things for 30 days. And the reason I do that is because on a metabolic, from a metabolic standpoint, the body is an adaptive machine. So it responds to the stimulus that it's getting appropriately and it either moves in one direction or another direction. If I put the body in a calorie deficit and I don't do everything 100% right. I don't increase the effort crazy as I keep going or, or I don't make the appropriate changes at the appropriate times. Let me say it that way. If I put the body in a calorie deficit and I do not make the appropriate changes at the appropriate times, then my body is going to adapt to that calorie deficit. Now, there have been times in our history where we've called that starvation mode. It's not really starvation mode. If you still have extra body fat, if you're still in an overweight or an obese status, you're not in starvation mode because your body has the stored energy. But it's adapting to the calorie deficit by slowing down how many calories it's burning to try to match how many calories you're eating. This is especially true if you are somebody who's on a weight loss program and you're sedentary. Now, you could be sedentary for several different reasons. Some of them are voluntary and some of them are out of your control. But to some degree, adding activity, this is why we always talk about eat less, move more. The eat less part is to make sure you're not adding to the problem by 
adding additional stored body fat. And the move more part is to give your body the stimulus that it needs to burn the extra energy that it already has. But again, you also have to pair the right kind of activity and the right kind of energy demand that the body needs to burn the right kind of fuel. So one reason it's not linear is that your body is always adapting to your effort. And so you always have to kind of look at how your body's responding in the current period and see if you need to increase your effort somehow, right? For some of us, that could mean that we're going to cut back on the calories a little bit more. For some of us, it could mean I'm going to clean up the diet, like the calories are low enough, I'm in a comfortable deficit that I'm not hurting the body. Now I need to increase the quality of my calories. Maybe the type of food that I'm eating in the calorie deficit is causing a hormonal slow down to my weight loss. So that could be a reason, right? Maybe my body's missing some kind of critical factor like a nutritional component and I need to increase my level of nutrition to get my body to move right. Then we can move into the activity side of things. What kind of calories am I burning on the calories burning side of it? What kind of calories am I burning? Is it creating enough of a deficit or has my body adapted somewhat and I need to increase my calorie deficit? Another question you could ask is, okay, maybe I am doing activity, but what type of activity is it conducive to burning body fat? If you have, remember, I've talked about this in a previous episode. You can be active and that can cause an overall increase in, in activity needed or, exercise, or um, calories needed, energy needed for the day, but it's not necessarily specific intentional exercise targeting the type of tissue you're trying to burn, which is body fat. So if I'm following whatever program I've created for myself, whether it's something that I've created or one that I've created for you or some other commercial program or what have you, if I'm doing everything right, I'm eating the way they're telling me to eat, I'm eating the type of food they're telling me to eat, I believe I'm getting enough nutrition, I'm drinking the appropriate amount of water every day. The final thing that I'm going to look at is activity and I'm going to see how can I use activity to speed things up. And then one of the first things I'm going to look at is, is the type of activity that I'm doing appropriate for my goal? If my goal is fat loss, doing yoga is not necessarily the best activity for fat loss. It is a phenomenal activity and I've done yoga and it's amazing on so many different levels, but it's not a huge fat burner, right? Conversely, if I'm underweight and I'm trying to build muscle, I'm not going to run or jog as my exercise because again, it's the wrong activity for my goal. If my goal is to put muscle on, then I'm going to be in a calorie surplus. I'm going to do weight training and I'm going to lift heavy weight in a certain number of reps and sets so that I can get my body to put muscle on, right? Same thing with weight loss. Another reason that you might be seeing that the weight loss is not linear is because of what the body, how the body manipulates water when we're burning fat. So this comes up so much in my personal programs with my clients that it's literally, it's up at the top of our Facebook group as an announcement. Like I, I put it up and then I took it down and then I put it up and then I took it down and then I put it up. And this is because people kept asking me this question. And so I put it up and I was like, you know what? I think it's best for me to just leave it up here. I'm just going to leave it up as a permanent announcement so that you guys can see it. Not many people know that when you first burn body fat, when your body first releases fat from a fat cell and burns it, Initially, it replaces that fat with water. It puts water back into those cells. And the reason the body does this 
is it's using the water as a placeholder to see if you're going to be eating anything in the next couple days that it's going to have to put the body fat back. So the body, again, is a very efficient biological machine. The body does not like to waste energy by shrinking cells and expanding cells and shrinking cells and expanding cells. So what it will do is it'll hold the size of a fat cell constant by putting water in there initially when fat comes out to see if you're going to put that body fat back in. Now, if you go a certain amount of time and you're staying compliant with your program and you're not causing an increase of body fat and, you're, and the body has, sees no indication that that body fat's going to go back in, then the body's going to drop that water and then it's going to shrink the cell. Now, what this looks like on the scale, what I've referred to it in the past, like on videos and with private clients, and what happens in like, say, physique competition type people, is I hit what's called a new low weigh-in. And then right after the new low weigh-in, my body's going to bounce up. The weight's going to bounce back up after that new low weigh-in. And it could be any number of factors that drives it. It could be a hormonal fluctuation. could be that I'm carrying too much poop in my colon. could be that I'm holding on to a bit of extra food. could be that I exercised and I've ripped up my muscle and my muscles are soaking up water to help repair them. It could be that I've displaced body fat by burning it. My body's holding on to water to hold the size of the cell. Con like there's so many medication, so many different reasons why, but it's going to bounce back up. What I'm looking for is when my body does the bounce, does the bounce go up as high as my initial starting point? Ideally, if I'm doing things right, it will bounce back up, but it won't bounce all the way back up. It'll bounce back up a little. It'll hold there for a, like a day or two, and then it'll drop down and hit another new low weigh-in. So what I'm looking for, instead of a, you know, putting all of my faith and all of my hope and my self-esteem and my value and my identity on what the scale says that day, I want to look at a trend line. Is the weight trending down, meaning I'm seeing new low weigh-ins and lower bounces when it bounces up? Am I trending upwards where I keep seeing new high weigh-ins and then it'll fall down a little bit and hit another high weigh-in? That's trending in a high, going upwards. Or am I going sideways where I'm staying in like a two or a three pound range, but overall, if I keep plotting my weigh-ins, it's going sideways, but it's staying like within a two to a four pound range, right? And then depending upon what that trend is saying over the last five to six days, that's going to give me the feedback on what I need to do. But if I'm hitting a new low weigh-in and then I have a lower bounce behind the new low weigh-in, then I'm going in the right direction and it's just some temporary biological fluctuation that I don't have to be concerned about. The minute I start seeing that the trend line starts to flatten out and go sideways, now what my body is telling me is whatever current level of effort you are giving me in this weight loss game, you need to increase the effort somehow. Now, in my program specifically, I've already maxed out the calorie restriction. I don't want them taking the calories any lower. They can't pull any more food out. We've maxed that, right? I've already maxed out the type of calories. I've already matched the type of food they need to be eating to partition fat loss. That means to encourage the body to burn body fat for the energy. Right? I don't want it burning muscle. I want it burning body fat. I want it to preserve muscle, burn body fat. So I've already structured the food in their program to get that objective. 
The next thing we could look at is supplementation. I've already maxed out their supplementation and their nutrition. I'm putting in physician-grade therapeutic-level liquid nutrition to help overcome the nutritional deficiencies that's part of the metabolic damage that can be sabotaging their weight loss. So we don't have to worry about maxing that out most of the time, 95% of the time. Every once in a while, I might change out a supplement, but for the most part, we've nailed that. The next one we'll look at is water. Are they keeping their water intake steady? Are they drinking the appropriate amount of water for their food program and their exercise and their, and their energy levels so that they're going to get a good result from day-to-day -day basis? And then once I've maxed out the calorie deficit, meaning the amount of calories they eat every day, once I've maxed out the type of food, the macronutrients of the food that they're eating, once I've gone after the micronutrition with the supplementation, once I've gone after the water, there's usually only two things left. The next one is the activity because honestly, we can always do more. We can always improve when it comes to effort, physical effort, physical exertion. We, can always, we can't always go longer and we can't always go more often, but we can usually go harder, right? There's always another level up that we could go. So then it's activity or effort. Now, if I've maxed out all five of those things, the amount of food, the type of food, the type of nutrition, the water and the activity, then the only thing I've got left is what physique competitors call the grind. And that's just where you run rinse and repeat. It's patience. You just have to be patient and watch that body for any signs that it needs an increase in its effort and tweak it accordingly. But until it gives you that next signal, you're just going to keep rinsing and repeating day in, day out, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. The problem with weight loss and the weight loss journey is that point A is exciting, the before, and part, part Z is, ex point Z is exciting, which is the after, right? So especially like with social media or looking at pictures or listening about a program, we're all about the before and after. What did they look like on day one and what did they look like on the last day? What do they look like on the first day? What do they look like on the last day? The problem is the journey is in the days in the middle, however long that takes. And people don't want to watch the day-to-day -day journey because that's boring. The data, And it's boring when you're going through it. The day-to-day -day journey is boring, but it's necessary. Max out everything that you can max out, and then you just have to exercise patience while you rinse and repeat those factors and watch the trend line, but the body will never drop in a linear fashion because it is not a linear machine. It is a biological machine. So I hope you guys learned something today. That was just my little bit of wisdom, my little bit of help. Again, if you need any kind of assistance from me, you can certainly check me out at drnash.com forward slash eval, where I'll be more than happy to set up a one-on-one -on -one evaluation with you. You can also check out some of the things I use with my private clients to help them get their results by checking out drnash.com forward slash resources. Otherwise, I will catch you guys in the next episode. And until then, bye-bye, butterflies.